For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Now, welcoming to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospect podcast, I have with me star defensive lineman, from Western Michigan Broncos, got Mr. Brayden Fisk joining the show. Brayden, I was just kind of chopping it up a little bit with you, man, but been a big fan of the film that you've been putting out this season, especially the game against Michigan State, which was the first one I got an opportunity to watch this season. But again, man, welcome to the show, and thank you so much just for joining me for a few minutes here. Yeah, Ryan, thanks for reaching out. Uh, I can't thank you enough for checking out the film and having me on the podcast. You know, uh, you know, it's honored to be on here, and I guess I'm ready to talk some ball. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. I mean, I, I feel like I, I've had a few Western Michigan guys on in the past, Brian. I, I had Caleb Ellaby on last year. A few years ago, you guys had a, a really good, um, a really good guard too, whose name is escaping me. That played in the NFL for a little Jariga, bit. Jariga, maybe. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 Jariga yeah. was a really good football player. I was Jariga. happy when the Philadelphia Eagles signed because I thought he was a perfect heir apparent to Jason yeah. Kelsey, and I think he's still sticking around a little bit. But I, I was a big fan of Luke Jariga coming yeah, out. I believe yeah. uh, Ali Fayat was on here last year as well. He. He was he was Ali, how's Ali doing man he's doing okay yeah he's doing good man uh I think he's uh, still trying to find his location but you know he's still grinding trying to get his spot that's good man that's good yeah you guys got a couple of really good ones on that defensive line Andre Carter is a good football player that I've yep. been kind of watching a little bit as well but excited to have you on Brandon because like I said I, I feel like you can't find guys like you all the time which is why I'm really excited for you for like the next level projection because you're a guy for me that like Hey man, this guy's playing at wide alignments a, a lot of times. You're playing on the edge a ton at six foot four plus three hundred pounds, and then on you know passing downs, I'm seeing you move inside to like a three technique and be able to rush the passer from the interior, which is a really, I, I think it's a really intriguing type of you know kind of projection to the next level because versatility is such the name of the game at the next level, you know, like what you can do, the more you can do, the more valuable you are. So I, I guess starting you out here, Brain, just kind of looking at you, I, I went back to your recruiting profile. I saw that I think a couple services had you as an interior offensive line recruiting about like six, three two forty at the time, <laughs> somewhere in that ballpark. So yeah, no, that's pretty accurate. Uh, in high school, uh, my coach, when he, when he, or we got a new coach my sophomore year and he bumped me inside, I was a center guard, uh, played some tackle, did a ton of polling, and I played strictly offense. I, my uh, junior, senior year, I played no defense. And uh, Coach Espo, my D coordinator, he came recruiting me. He said, hey, come to our big man camp, you know, try it out, play some D-line. And sure enough, uh, that was my first offer. I was like, yeah, you know, the first school to offer me is the best one. You know, that's the one that must want me the most. So luckily it worked out for me. Oh man, that's a great story. That's fantastic because I was I was looking just kind of through a little bit of yourself. I know you're an Indiana guy, Michigan City, and, and just kind of looking at the recruiting process. It, 
Brayden, it seemed like to me just kind of the because uh, I know that those recruiting processes don't always list every single offer you have, but I only saw two reported. Were you kind of lightly recruited in that extent, or was yeah, that? No, those, yeah. uh, those are the two that I had were uh, Western Michigan and uh, Illinois State, and the Illinois State actually came after the Western Michigan offer. So wow, uh, those are only two. Yeah, it was a pretty slow process. I mean, I went to. I mean, you could countless camps throughout my junior and senior year summers just spending every weekend at you know a different university just trying to get that first offer and uh, i didn't come till uh, probably middle june before my senior year that western came through and you know i couldn't could be happier yeah man oh the, the rest is history now yeah. so let, let's kind of take it through the career a little bit brandon because i know you've obviously been a a good football player on this team for the last couple years i think full-time starter 2021 2022 but even before that you were kind of, you know, given some reps, and I, I think first season was 2018, if I have it correct. Yep. So you, you, you've been around for a little bit, man. So maybe just kind of, you know, big picture. Let's go from a macro view for a second. What are some of your, I guess, maybe proudest accomplishments, or a couple things that kind of pop out and like, yeah, I was happy that I was able to accomplish that while at Western. Um, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I was able to graduate this summer uh, nice. on a, a non-football note and got to start grad school now. But, uh, you know, early on, I was, you know, I was always a hard worker in high school and then coming in, I had to kind of learn and figure out, you know, what it meant to work hard at this level and to really develop my game. And luckily I had guys like Ralph and Ali ahead of me to kind of learn the ropes of, you know, how to play D-line and like what it really meant to be a defensive lineman from a run and pass rush standpoint. And, uh, you know, a freshman year, I redshirted, which was probably the best thing for me, you know, playing scout team, you know, going, getting, getting to go against the ones every day, you know, that helped me a lot. And then uh, after that year is kind of when I finally started getting a lot of rotational reps and, you know, worked my way up to a starting role, which was pretty big for me. And then uh, last year was really the main year that I, you know, I got to really start playing and really, you know, figured myself out who I am as a player, you know, like what my strengths are, and what my weaknesses are. And, it's kind of when I've been able to build off this past year and probably since January, since our last bowl game that I've, you know, been able to work on and, you know, work my craft for this season. And it's really helped a lot. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a fun journey though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting, Brandon. Cause like, again, you know, you're a little bit of a lighter guy. I, I saw, I believe on the NFS list or Blesto list, they had you in like the 280 something range. I mean, you're listed on the roster at 300 pounds. So you've obviously have had a, big maturation physically. Can you take me through that involvement a little bit, right? Like you come in yeah. as kind of an undersized guy to kind of work to where you are now from a physical perspective. Yeah, definitely. So um, in like 2020, end of 2020 season, you know, I kind of, I reflected on the whole season. I kind of realized I wasn't where I wanted to be from a physical standpoint. I mean, I was a 300 pound guy when I was a sophomore, but I didn't like the way I was wearing it. You know, I wanted to, yeah you know, clean that up, get into a better fit body, you know, work on my speed, athleticism, I mean, everything, strength. And uh, 2021 is where I really hit it hard. You know, I mean, I was in here every day doing everything I needed to, you know, get it right, get my body right, transform. And then uh, back in January, I was, yeah, I was definitely around 280, maybe even floated under 280 a little bit. But uh, since then, you know, I put on the muscle mass I needed to. But, I mean, that was six, seven, eight months ago now. And yeah. Now, now I float around 290. I try to play about between 290, 295. That's that's the best way for me right now. At some yep. point, I like to get 300, you know, to see how I can fit with it. The more I play inside, but uh, I'm playing a little end. My coach gets mad that I'm not up 300, but you know, we'll get there. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah, man. You'll definitely get there. And that brain again, like the first game I watched against Michigan State early on in that game, you made a stop playing edge on a jet sweep. I'm like, well, that's interesting. And then I realized. Like, again, this kid's listed at 6'5", 300 pounds, you know? And then I think it was like 
two reps later, you're working, I think, at a three-tack, and you kind of have a – I think they completed the pass, but, like, you had a nice pressure on the play. So I'm just like, that's that's different, man. Like, that's not – that's not that's pretty unique. I, I guess my, my biggest question for you, Brain, is, like, for me, next level, you're a guy that I could say, hey, odd man front, even man front. Like, it doesn't really matter, right? Like, I think you can kind of do a little bit of everything. Can you talk to me about just kind of your versatility, your ability to play different techniques, you know, three – four, four eye, out, all the way out to wide alignments, like just the versatility you have as a, from an alignment perspective. Yeah, and it was kind of weird because for the most part, I've always played interior, but uh, a week before the Michigan State game, our DM went down and it, I was like, you know, I was really the main option. I was like, yeah, I mean, I can do, I always knew the plays, but, you know, it's a different game out there when you're playing with different levers and, you know, there's it's a lot of more, a lot more space you're working with, you know, now your pass rush goes from one or two steps to the guard, now you're three to four steps to the tackle. Yep. So that was a big adjustment, but uh, it's definitely taught me a lot just about the different versatility that I have in my own self that I realize, you know, I can I can play inside. I can play a shade if I need to in different situations. I can bump out to, to a three tech and passing downs. And then, you know, if they really need me like a three man front, like odd man front, like I can play play the edge, which has been really cool so far, you know, going against tackles and tight ends. You know, I like playing the tight ends being a 290. That's a, that's a mismatch for me. And I, I really enjoy that. But uh yeah, it's been it's been uh, pretty fun so far. Just being able to move across the line and just having that versatility in my back pocket for the next level and just what I can do here at Western has has been pretty fun for our defense. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, if I was a if I was a defensive coordinator on the next level and I ran a lot of three man front stuff, I would just want to get you in a five or a six and just tell you to beat t- beat up tight ends all day. You all know right. what I mean? Like just yeah. kill the kill the down blocks, man. So again. I didn't know that you hadn't really played as much defensive end, to be honest. Like I said, the Michigan State game was the game I popped on, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting, you know? And you looked pretty natural out there. Like, it didn't look like it was, like, foreign to you, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that just comes from being a, playing a lot of football at this level. I mean, I, yeah. I understand leverage, and I understand how guys are trying to block me in, like, different formations and schemes and what they're trying to accomplish. But, yeah, I mean, I can't lie. I was a little uncomfortable at first, you know, just trying to understand, like, the different, you know, how different things are coming at me. Like, against San Jose, I got chipped for the first time from a tight end. I was like, oh, man, this, this is different. I'm not used to that side of it. But uh, uh, that was fun. But, yeah, not a ton of experience out there, but I started liking it a little too much. But <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I, but, again, it's going to help you long term because now some NFL teams have you on film working from that alignment, which is big for you, right? So. I'm excited to to kind of see how your your role continues to evolve at Western for the rest of the year. And I know you're technically only a redshirt junior. You have the junior eligibility with everything, you know, COVID year and all that good stuff. But I'm excited to see, like, obviously when you eventually do make that jump. And I guess kind of my next my next question for you, Braden, is it's hard to watch you play and not think of a little bit of a J.J. Watt type of player, <laughs> right, stylistically. So is there any players that – like a JJ maybe that you have watched a ton that you model your game after a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I love to say JJ Watt, but like realistically, like guys that I really like watching, like Matt Ioannidis and Derek Wolf, those are like two of my favorite. And then uh, Zach Sealer that plays down for the Dolphins. Uh, oh, he's a good he, player. Yeah. He's, uh, he played at Ferris State and uh, he's a really good player down there. I mean, his run game is right now second to none. And like, those are the type of guys I like to watch just from a, just from a size standpoint. I can, uh, kind of relate to them similarly, like with their pass rush and how they attack the run game. So uh, those are definitely the three guys I really watch. I mean, there's a ton of guys. I mean, I could, the list goes on, but for top three, those for sure. I love that, man. I love that. I love that you named a couple guys that are great against the run too. And all of, all of them have a little bit of inside outside versus, but I, I feel like Zach does not get nearly enough credit, man. He is oh, a very vital part of that Miami Dolphins team. You know, like he, 
he lets uh, he lets Christian Wilkins kind of be able to do the three tech stuff and move mm-hmm. around and let the linebacker flow. Like he does right. a lot of great stuff. So I love that. I love that um, mention there. Let me ask you this. Because from a developmental perspective, I'm sure, you know, pass rush plan is always constantly improving, hand usage, all that good stuff. But over the last couple years, especially as you've seen, you know, your role go from, you know, role player to good player to all conference player, like kind of that ascension. What have been some of the, you feel, feel like are the biggest improvements in your game as a player? Um, Definitely just understanding how to use my leverage and size as like an advantage, but and my speed, like I think for my size, I mean, at least in my own opinion, I think my speed and, you know, athletic ability is something I've really developed. But, yeah, from a pass rush standpoint, you know, definitely just attacking guys in different ways. You know, I early on in my career, I still have these sometimes where I, I get too caught up and just want to go uh, bull rush a guy and, you know, man him up. But definitely like working leverage, working like half a man, coming back underneath sometimes and just like understanding the flow of the line where the man's side of the protection is, where the zone side is. That's definitely helped me the most throughout my career. And uh from a run, from a run uh, run point standpoint, it's definitely taking on the double teams inside. That's been the biggest growth. I mean, especially when those tackles are coming down hard on you, you got to know how to sink that hip and dip that shoulder, uh, really just to avoid that and shrink your surface. So yeah, those have been the main points. But yeah, it's definitely been a journey. I mean, I I mean, you can go back from my years from 2018, 19, 20, and just see like the progression that I made, and um, it's just. I've just tried to ascend upward my whole career, you know, get better each year and try to find different details I can get better at and, you know, whatever will better prepare me and my team for, you know, go out there and win. Yeah. And, and one thing that I really like about your, about the Western Michigan program, in my opinion, brain is like, I feel like they consistently have put out a lot of good football players into the NFL and they don't really get the credit for it. You know, like I think of like, Dwayne Eskridge and Sky Moore obviously is doing some great stuff for the Chiefs right now. I mentioned Caleb Ellaby that I've had on this show, Ali Fayed. Like, there's a lot of good players that have kind of made their the jump to the next level and done really well for the most part. So, can you just talk about kind of, I guess, where the program is right now? I feel like it's in a good spot and just kind of you continuing to help build this program to even higher heights as you keep going forward here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like the guys you name, like uh, Dwayne Eskridge, uh, AJ Thomas, he's with the Bears now, Kelly Endo yep. with the Chiefs, French with the Colts. I mean, just all those guys, you know, trying to mirror and learn from what they did here and, you know, kind of create my own image and, my, and craft my own way of leading this team. And I think we're in a good place right now. I mean, we talked about we're one of three right now. There's no there's no yep. denying that. There's no hiding from that. I mean, we own that. That's on us. We take that. But, you know, all our goals we talked about are still ahead of us. We're one and all conference play. Yep. And uh, we got a lot of good players. I mean, our offense is, is is new. Like, that's what a lot of people don't realize. That's the first year. He's a first-year quarterback in Jack's Halifax. So they're going to get it together. I firmly believe that. And our defense, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to come out there and, you know, get, we're, we're one of the best teams on third down. I truly believe that. So we just got to keep that going. And I know, obviously, goals kind of – evolve a little bit during the season like before the season i'm sure you had set some individuals some team goals all that good stuff now that you are off to the start, start that you guys are i'm sure you know obviously you, you want to have a better record at this moment but just kind of forecasting the rest of the season what's going to make 2022 a successful one from here in your opinion is it bowl game is it competing for a mac championship like what is kind of the goals that you have set for this team yeah, I mean, first and foremost is to be at Ford Field on December 4th or whichever day the back championship's on. I mean, that's been the goal since we finished up at Ford Field on the 27th for the bowl game. I mean, that's where we ultimately want to be, and uh, hopefully if we're there, we're contending for a bowl game too, which, you know, I truly believe this team can do that. I think we have the players, we have the coaching staff, and just the support staff in general to get us there. But, yeah, that's always the goal. A MAC championship, I mean, our goal this year, we, we say four. We have three MAC championships in the history of this team, so our motto was four. We're going for the fourth championship, and 
that's always the goal. It's been the goal, and that's what we're we're still striving for. It's still there, though. I mean, like I said, we're one and zero conference right yep. now with all of our conference games left to play. So we're we're ready yep. to attack it. Um, I'm excited to see kind of the the evolution of the team again. I, my last question for your brain again, like you have multiple years of eligibility left. So I don't know if it's going to be 2023 NFL draft. I don't know if it's going to be 2024 NFL draft. We'll, we'll see obviously how kind of the season rounds out, I'm sure. But just kind of forecasting or looking forward for a second here, I guess a two-part question ended here for you is, one, how long – because I'm a guy that thinks that you can play in the NFL. Like I think that you have the ability and the versatility to present a lot of upside to a team. So – the two-parter is, one, how long has the NFL been a dream for you to potentially do that? And then, two, when it does come, I mean, it could be in the near future, depending on how you play, obviously, this year. Just how much of a blessing would it be when you finally do accomplish that? Kind of, you know, just looking forward a little bit. Yeah, no, nah, it's funny. Guys. I mean, I could say probably since I was five, six, idolizing the players of, you know, I was a big Colts fan growing up. So that defense with, like, Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, you know, Gary Brackett, Bob Sanders. I mean, I've idolized those guys since, you know, I could even remember. So the goal of playing the NFL has been there. I mean, each year I've gotten closer has just made the dream, you know, the passion for it grow even more high school, college. And, you know, I'm a year out potentially from, you know, making my dream come true. Then to answer your second question, yeah, I, I mean, it would be the ultimate blessing. I mean, it's something mm-hmm. I've manifested harder than ever this year in the past two years, really. And, you know, I don't know. I can't. I get chills thinking about you know even getting the opportunity. You know, even without even being drafted, just being able to get my own jersey, being a part of an NFL team is just something that I can't. If, even just for my family in general, just you know what we've gone through and how hard my parents and the rest of my family have worked to get me where I am today, and you know it's going to be a true testament to them and the hard work that they put in, along with myself and you know everyone here at Western. Like it's, it's been a group effort. Trust me, it takes a village to get this accomplished and. You know, I'm really grateful to everyone that's been here along the way, especially my roommates, Zaire and Nick. I mean, they, they've been huge in this process. They got the same goals as me, which I think is huge, has been huge in the development of me and my career. And, you know, I think it's, it's an upward trending right now, you know, and I'm just trying to put together a great season here and finish strong and I'll let the rest handle itself. Uh, absolutely, man. Again, joined by Braden Fisk, defensive lineman out of Western Michigan. Braden, again, man, this is all I know it's during the season. You're in grad school. You're doing all your th- stuff, brother. But I really appreciate you again for taking a few minutes with me today. Yeah, no doubt. Really appreciate you having me on the con- uh, on the podcast, man. Thank you so much. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.